Why are you laughing? <laughs> I haven't even said anything yet. Why Why you think this podcast thing is funny, man? You think that Anchor.fm, um, yeah, they, they do podcasts? You think that's funny? <laughs> what is happening? Why are you laughing? They don't think it's funny. Uh, it's serious stuff, man. Oh. We're doing serious things on this podcast, <laughs> and they're promoting us. So why are you laughing at them? They're doing the best they can, all right? <laughs> Golly. <laughs> For your podcasting needs, go to www.anchor.fm today. to the show this is zach and this is brandon and this is the awesome mix podcast and we have just cracked open not beer not beer but nitro cold brew coffee from drive coffee co out of colorado that's uh it's pretty good that's just some regular black coffee wow but it's nitro cold brew that's um yeah it's a cold coffee i like it it's good but there ain't nothing special about this, really. It tastes like some... It's because it's just an unsweetened regular, I guess. It, it tastes like some cold-ass, black-ass coffee, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's all you need, really. Hey, man, I like it. And it's got 300 milligrams of the caffeination. So Caffeination? Yeah. Dang old caffeine. <laughs> Dang old caffeine, man, yeah. Brewed and canned in Colorado, the most yeah. beautiful state on Earth, besides Texas. Maybe. Because I love Texas. Texas is boss. South slash Central American coffee. Okay. Oh, that's the origin of the coffee. Yeah. I I can can see that. I can taste that in it. Yeah. Once you actually know your coffees, yeah, I I, I get that. Tastes very South American. Yeah, the the citrusy notes, the undertones. A little bit nutty. Oh, yeah. A bit nutty. Bit nutty. A bit nutty. This coffee tastes like... <laughs> <laughs> because it is, Dawson. <laughs> Damn it, man. Sorry. Why you gotta bring the freaking Austin Powers in here, bro? I don't know. I don't know. It just happens. <sighs> so, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm okay. I'm unemployed. Really? Yeah, I quit, just, I quit my job. You just wait till live on the show to... Uh, to drop this bomb on me. Yeah, I thought it'd be fun. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm unemployed. I quit. I couldn't handle bullshit. At, I gotcha. At my uh, previous company, so I, I I put in apps, places, but I got I had an interview with the city, and hopefully it went well, and they will give me a call back. So, nice. Yeah. 
I, uh, I'm not going to say too much just because I don't know how official it is yet, but I uh, possibly have a new job lined up as well. Dude, high five live on the show. Let's go. Yeah. We're moving on. We're moving on up. Moving on up. Moving on up. <laughs> moving on up. <laughs> that means better equipment, better ingredients, awesome better, mix. Better pizza, Papa John's. Oh, wait. Wait. <laughs> Better equipment, better music, awesome mix. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That'll work. Better show hosts, hopefully, because we're terrible. Yeah, we can we're, do the product. We can handle the production and let. We'll we- just hire two like Joe Rogan types to take over our job. Yeah, man, for sure. And then, no, yeah. screw that. <laughs> <laughs> this is our show, man. My no, show. Uh-uh. Zach's no, show. no, no. This is this is our. This is basically our freaking like. We've been talking about doing this for years, man. This like, is our collective baby. Yeah, man. Like whom for sure. I get to keep throughout the week, and Zach visits on weekends. Yes, <laughs> I get weekend visitations. We're co-parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you you had a, a, another baby with with you know yourself, and so <laughs> <laughs> you got a you got another another. It's a child. miracle of science. <laughs> you got another child. You got to take care of. <laughs> I can't handle two kids. What was it born in a lab? Yes. Okay. But yeah, so I've been uh unemployed, um sitting on my couch enjoying uh Call of Duty Modern Warfare <laughs> Season 5. Nice. Update. It's awesome. They opened up the stadium in Warzone, so you drop out of the plane into the stadium and uh all hell breaks loose, man. In the in the very uh, scientific and uh, accurate mind of Danny Warsnop, he said it's guaranteed to give you an aneurysm going in there. Huh. Right out the plane. Because there's so many people there. And it's already hard enough to fight with just a pistol against yeah. at least two other people. But you've got at least a third of the 150 people. So at least 50 people dropping in that stadium at the same time. <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah. It, even if you get a kill or two, man, it, like you're, you're, that, you're, you're not going to make you're it. You're dead, yeah. man. There's just no way. There, you can't make it out of there alive. You know, possibly if you grab the helicopter that they conveniently leave in the stadium yeah. and then just like dip out and hopefully take out a couple people with you. But eh. mm. it's been fun, man. I've been enjoying it. The, Got a couple new guns to mess around with. I've been messing around with uh, both of them. One's a submachine gun, the ISO. Nice. It's really, really fun to use. I need to uh, get back into Call of Duty. That's one of the few video games that I actually thoroughly enjoy. See, Even they, though I'm horrible they, at it. They, they, they fell off for a while, bro. Yeah. Modern Warfare is by far the best Call of Duty game since, I don't know, it's been about maybe at least six years. Yeah. Since they made a decent one before this one. I think the last one I played was maybe like Black Ops 2. There you go. That's probably the last really, really good one that they came out with. I argue Advanced Warfare mainly because that was when they first started trying to to do like the exosuits. Yeah. Like the, the, you know, the inhumane jumping. You can double jump in the air and run on walls right and do all kinds of crazy shit but there, then again to me anyway there's something appealing about it being limited by boots on the ground possibility yeah. yeah well even this one is kind of ridiculous man like you, really you'll, you'll be carrying like this 
big old white machine gun, bro, and you're running and you're hauling ass and you're running. Dude, you probably run like kilometers at a time in this game, and it's just not humanly possible yeah. for anybody to carry this amount of gear without it. it, it video game logic, bro. Yeah, video game logic. Can, That's all you need. You really. can pull an infinite amount of parachutes while you're jumping huh. out. Yeah, dude, you can like you you jump out of the plane, you pull your parachute, you glide a little bit, you let it go. You pull another parachute. You let it go. You can drop off of a five-story building and drop your and and pull a parachute. It's just like that. That that, that no. no. Yeah. <laughs> your parachute's not gonna. But if that yeah. were like real-world logic, I might consider skydiving. <laughs> right. But because you only get one parachute, and I know how things go for me, I'm horrified of the idea of skydiving. <laughs> but yeah. But I, I I get what you mean. Like boots on the ground. Yeah. Like, you know. It's just it's more. There's something realistic. About the realistic. Yeah. It's kind of like GTA, like all of the things you can do that could actually happen in real life. Yeah. I enjoy. But then things like when your car can fly and you know you punch <laughs> someone and they fly across the street. Right. I'm like, hmm, no, that's not for me. <laughs> I want like the vicarious experience of real life. Oh yeah. Yeah, the new guns are awesome. The the new assault rifle AN94, it's got like a hyperburst feature. Uh-huh. So like the initial uh, trigger pull shoots like a two-round burst. Instead of just your single bullet. Yeah. So it gives you, like, extra damage potential. And then you have uh, special uh, attachments that you can put on it that are specialized for that hyperburst to, like, uh, make the spread a little bit less on the initial hyperburst. Yeah. To get, like, the most damage output that you possibly can. It's a really cool gun to use, man. I, I love it. The weapon customization, since you haven't played Modern Warfare yet, is off the wall crazy, dude. Like, you can build... Dude, you can build, like, the heaviest, most ridiculous-looking gun in your life with a suppressor that's, like, nine foot long. <laughs> uh, you know, the the sight on it is just, like, it takes, like, two days to aim down the sights on the gun. It's so goddamn big. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's absolutely nuts, the customization options. And then on the opposite end, you can make, like, the smallest, lightest gun possible <laughs> that you're just able to run around the map and just... Brr, 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 yeah, go nuts with it's fun. I'm video enjoying games. It. Video games. I love video, video game games. logic, as you said. Yeah, it, but the yeah. customization options are f- fantastic. Nice and and it's cool because they make it to where like they make <laughs> it to where like it's not pay to play. You don't have to pay to play. I got gotcha. each update that comes in. You don't have to buy the new update to enjoy the content. Mm-hmm. Like you get the you get the new guns, you get the new multiplayer maps, all for free. Now the bonus stuff that you get, it's like they have COD points that they yeah. give out, but through each season there's a tier that goes from one to one hundred, and the more you play, the more tiers you go up. And if you buy the actual battle pass, you'll get everything that's offered like operator skins uh weapon blueprints all that kind of stuff you know weapon charms emblems calling cards and you'll unlock those as you go along from tiers one to 100 but if you don't buy the battle pass there are still some of those you'll still get for free even if you didn't buy the battle pass nice so yeah and uh you get cod points from doing that so logically if you don't spend those COD points on stuff from the store, which they'll drop different weapon bundles and stuff like that in the store, cosmetics and stuff, yeah, you can choose to spend money on those or not. It's whatever. But if you don't, 
they 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 put it up to where like if you don't spend money on the game you never have to because it gives you cod points so if you play season four without spending any money you save up enough cod points all you need is a thousand cod points yeah and each cod point reward is 100 huh and they give you at least 10 in each bundle so if you objectively don't purchase anything you can buy the next season's battle pass the whole thing without spending a dime interesting yeah so what you're saying is i should own this game yeah because it's if you want to get back into call of duty bro this is the game to get back into call of duty for i probably will end up buying it eventually and warzone is free okay it's a free download dude nice you won't be able to play like the story or the multiplayer or anything like that from modern warfare but warzone the battle royal Mm -hmm. it's free you can download it and play it for free interesting Mm -hmm. that said you won't get all the bonus stuff like the weapon blueprints and stuff like that but still fun to play oh yeah yeah i gotta so i buy video games so often that i put one on pre-order and i totally forgot about it until today i do that all the time (laughs) so (laughs) only i was being sarcastic this is the first game i've bought in like three years oh what is it pro skater i put it on pre-order and then actually a guy goes to my church who works at gamestop and he was talking about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I totally you, forgot about money. that. I put, like, 20 bucks on it, uh-huh. and I'll just pay it off when it comes out, whatever. The only downside to the new Call of Duty is there's, like, every two or three weeks, bro, there's, like, a 30-gig update for the game. Oh. Yeah. It's very frequently. Very frequently. And if your internet sucks, bro, you're going to spend at least a couple of days downloading that 30 gig updates. As a matter of fact, my internet does suck. <laughs> Never mind. I'll so, wait. Yeah. I'll wait. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those things, man. One of them things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, um, nothing really eventful happened for me this week and nothing much to talk about besides the potential job opportunity well, but that's still a big thing bro that's awesome you've been with q systems for six years now too long one of the more recent episodes i mentioned my vinyl subscription yes to vinyl v-n-y-l dot com check them out i got my second shipment in and i don't know what the hell it is are we about to find out live on the show yeah let's listen to a song live on the show what is, what, is, what is the band? This record right here, Ringo Death Star is the band. With okay. two R's at the end, mind you. All right. The Star. The album, the album is called Pure Mood. I have no idea where this came from. Let's see if it puts us in a pure mood. The only thing I got out of it was the they have little notes mm-hmm. for like whoever handpicked the record for you. And he said it was a shoegaze band likened it to a band called my bloody valentine from like the 80s and 90s which is a band I actually kind of like okay. so let's see i'm just gonna play the first song that shows up on their spotify because it's off of this album and it's called ring or the band is ringo death star the song is called stare at the sun it's interesting I paid $15 for this. It better be better. It better get better. 
One cool thing is this band is from Austin, Texas. Anything from Austin, Texas is okay by me. It's giving me like a Silver Sun pickups type of vibe. Yeah. I actually kind of like it. Not enough that I would go out of my way to buy the vinyl, but hey, I got it anyway, right? Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's getting better. It's a lot going on. I just... They sent me Bless the Fall. And, and then, then they sent you this. Musical diversity at its finest, bro. Yeah, right? I like it, but I'm going to have to listen to this whole album to determine whether it was worth getting or not. Well, the fact that the uh, initial song here is over four minutes long, it's a lot to absorb. Yeah. I don't have time for this. Now I'm curious, when did this album come out? 2015. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of, like, indie-style vibes from them. Yeah. It's cool. It's definitely cool music. It does have, like, that 80s vibe, too, behind it. Yeah. I can see a little of that. I got a little bit of, like, My Morning Jacket from it as well. There you go. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Cold Brew's getting to me. I'm, like, dancing over here. Doing the hand jive. <laughs> Shake your hand. Who are you calling a jive turkey? I like the instrumentation they use, yeah. man. That's interesting. It's fun. Yeah. If anything, at most, I could see it being really good background music. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be annoyed by it yeah. at all in the least bit. Anyways, I think it's time we move on to the new segment. We've got a new segment and some mini reviews. Yes. Bermuda Crest. Lit by strings of light Hanging from the porch outside Old summer records, summer highs You should have missed that flight We park inside the driving line Instead to the projectors off This is the song Maybe Next Year by the band South State. They're from a place on Midgard called Texas. That is awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. That's cool. 
they're uh good good dudes good band good dudes good band i love that that that's beautiful i love if that you're song. familiar with the uh, band downtown city radio um that features samson who was uh the vocalist of that band nice and he i believe is i i know he sings on some of their songs too cool but i think uh, it's a different guy singing as well anyway good stuff <clears throat> That's the band we're featuring this week. A very good pop punk indie alternative, whatever you want to call it. I love it. Whatever it is, put a label on it. Do what you want. That's damn good music yeah, right there. They are they're very good. And we're gonna play an even better song at the end. This is a great song, but my personal favorite song of theirs we will play at the end. At the end of the episode we shall play the full song in its entirety, the whole thing by its lonesome. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys you can check out their EP on Apple Music and Spotify and all those other good uh, good music streaming sites. It's called Songs That Unequivocally Make Me Think of You, and it came out in January of this year. Also, at the end of this month, on August 28th, they are releasing a cover of the song Just Like Heaven by The Cure for a compilation called A Punk Day at the Theater. I like that. That's cool. So that's that's yeah, that's really interesting. Covering the cure. I wonder I wonder how they're gonna do it. I bet it's gonna sound awesome. Cause I like oh. these guys. They they sound awesome. They are they're great. Anyway. It's time for the awesome mix newscast. Yes, you heard it first, you heard it here, and here we are. <laughs> I love that intro, but it's like so hard to go from that to <laughs> trying to actually talk about oh the news. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <clears throat> I'll start with some news here. Okay, let's hear it. So, uh, I don't have a lot of like news, 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 news. I just have like, uh, there's a couple of cool things I found on the interwebs, on the YouTubes that I've enjoyed that I want to share with the world. Okay. On the line, right? Found it on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I was searching on the uh, computer device on the line. Continue. Found it on the net. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, Mr. Jim Adkins, the singer of beloved uh, pop punk emo darlings Jimmy Eat World, started a podcast this week called Pass Through Frequencies. Nice. And it's very entertaining. <clears throat> His very first guest was none other than Mr. Mark Hoppus of, of Blink-182. Boy, he's just doing everything right now, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I mean, like, what else is he going to do? Guest vocals, new new music, yeah. all, all, name it, he's on it. Let's go. Yeah. And they like it's cool in cuz there's a YouTube version where they're they're they show like their Skype call and there's the actual audio podcast version. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just I had to bring it up because I really enjoyed it. They talk a lot about like songwriting and kind of that dance between you know, the darker parts of yourself that you tap into to write a song versus, you know, just being a depressing person, that right. kind of thing. Just really stuff stuff that I relate to <clears throat> as a musician and find very interesting that you don't, especially someone like Mark Hoppus, you don't hear him get that serious very often. Yeah. So it was really cool. And it's just a lot of fun hearing people, both who have been in bands for like 30 years, talk about it. It's really interesting. Also on the YouTubes, I saw a video of Mr. Fred Mascherino 
formerly of Taking Back Sunday, currently of The Color Fred. He did a react video to like old emo songs. Uh-huh. And that was a lot of fun just because, you know, he was in one of those bands. And so he knows all of the bands that he was listening to their songs. Right. And so that was fun. That's just, I'm a nerd. I like stuff like that. I like stories of like uh, Taking Back Sunday, I guess, took Fallout Boy out on tour before Fallout Boy became, you know, 10 times as big as Taking Back Sunday. Really? And so that was interesting to hear. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just wanted to share a little bit of that stuff. That was fun stuff. You can find it on Jimmy Eat World's uh, YouTube channel for the uh, podcast. And you can find Fred's videos on the Color Fred's YouTube channel. You know. Sounds very Sorry. interesting. <clears throat> I like it. Well, Also, speaking of that. Like you said, Blink-182 has a new song out called Quarantine. I like it. It's, it's really good. It's definitely a single-esque song. Yeah. It doesn't really fit into any of their other stuff. It's its, its, it's own entity. It's more punky than the whole previous album. Yeah, absolutely. Like. And hopefully this is an indication that they're going to sound more like that moving forward. I seriously doubt it. Same. Seeing but, as what's you know. happened on the past two albums, I seriously doubt it. Yeah. But anyway, it's exciting. It's always exciting when one of the best bands in the world releases music. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of released music, Neck Deep released their album, which uh, we were going to review, but so much stuff has come out. It's good. It's good. It's definitely, it's a genuine pop punk album from the bottom of pop punk as far as pop punk goes. All distortions are intentional. And it is amazing. It's got a little bit of that 90s alternative vibe to it it really does a little third eye blind a little smashing pumpkins yeah for sure i feel like them and state champs are kind of like tapping into that sort of realm a little yeah. bit which is cool even even uh the story so far too yeah like especially their newest album it kind of tapped into that realm a little bit too oh yeah all of these bands are just they're all over the place man going all pop over punk the place, is yeah. just wherever it is it's it's a whole what even is punk pop it is a clusterfuck of everything right now. I like it. it it's cool because yeah. you get a pop punk album from a pop punk band and it doesn't sound like every other pop punk album that's ever existed anymore. Unless it's... Um, Except that it kind of does at the same time. At the same time, but <laughs> it, it stays within the boundaries. You yeah. know what I mean? And then every once in a while you get one of those hot mulligans that just sounds really, really different in a good way. Yeah, for sure. And they, I mean, they're a typical like kind of angsty emo pop punk band too but i just feel like they do it really well they do it amazingly anyway neck deep the new album's good i'm just not a huge neck deep fan to begin with neither am i i feel like this is their best album so far though it is great i like it and i mean nothing spectacular it doesn't it doesn't hit you in the jaw bro you don't get a slobber knocker yeah. out of it it's just like man this is really good i like this and that's about it yeah good stuff Good job, Neck Deep. Check it out. That's Absolutely. all the news I got for you. Good shout out. Well, I got amazing, amazing, amazing news for you, my Uh-oh. friend. 
Machine Gun Kelly has announced his pop punk album with Travis Barker. Tickets to my downfall. It is coming out September 25th, I believe. Something like that. 25th, I Finally. think. Finally got a date Finally. for it. Finally got a date. And there have been two singles in the past two weeks. And speaking of pop punk, how is it that MGK is doing pop punk better than the pop punk band? Dude, because it's just always been a part of his DNA. I honestly, I, I fought it for a while, but I'm just, I'm a fan. I love it. I just, I feel like... It's always been there, bro. If you listen to anything that he's ever put out, there's always some sort of, like, element of, like, punk or, like, pop or... Yeah. There's been that element, that I know he's had, like, guitar-driven songs and stuff before. Yeah, that grungy, angsty feeling that you get from it. But now he's actually going for the genre, and he's killing it. Yeah. Like, And then his Misery Business cover was Amazing, dude. Like, I loved it. I was not expecting to like it that much. Right. But it was fantastic. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and play both of the new songs off the upcoming album. The first one being Concert for Aliens. Such a good song. I love it, dude. It is fantastic. Our Bloody Valentine's a good one, too. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. It's just some dang old good old pop punk, man. This... Be- and maybe I'm just thinking this because Travis Barker is on the album, but this sounds like Blink-182. Like, this is like what Blink-182's latest album should have sounded like. Yes, absolutely. I feel like I feel like he knows he knows what pop punk should be and what the yeah. core root of pop punk is, and he's tapping into that. That's why he invited Travis to, to be on the album. He's like, come on, Travis, I know what you really want to play. Yeah, man, for real. <laughs> Not really though. You, I mean, yeah. Blink, Blink is still good. I love, I love all of their stuff. Yeah, but yeah. this is his voice works really well with this too, Does, which is surprising. Dude. Like, cause it's a lower voice. Yeah, and it's like it's crazy. I, why do I love this so much? Because freaking MGK is a beast, bro. And partner that with like arguably the best drummer of all time. Yep. And it's just, you get gold, dude. You get absolute picture-perfect gold, dude. Like, this is probably going to be, like, one of my favorite albums of the year, if not my favorite. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking so, honestly. Like, from, And he's got all these <clears throat> collaborations, supposedly, in the works for it, yeah, too, right? Like, it, there was Burt that rumor McCracken's that Burt McCracken's going to be on it. I wonder who else he's going to have. I don't know. He's got Black Bear, and the Black Bear feature actually... <laughs> It goes really well with it, man. Yeah. Black Bear's I, been I just, everywhere. I wasn't excited about it, though, because I don't like Black Bear. I don't honestly. like him either, but his features are just good, dude. Like, yeah, I don't I don't really dig his feature all that much on the All Time Low album. I like I it. I like the song a lot. I love it. And he featured with Palisades, like, way back in the yeah. day. Yeah. I didn't like that much I either. love that. <clears throat> That's I don't know. The only way I've heard of this guy is through features, and I've absolutely loved each and every one of his features. Yeah. Also, I like the little animated music video they put behind yeah. this. It was actually really cool. You know, he he not he doesn't go you know overboard. Yeah. With what he's doing. You got your hooks, you got your verses, you got your straight chords, you got the upbeat tempo. This is pop punk, and this has always been pop punk. Yeah. This well, is and the thing the thing about it is it could very easily have been unique because of the fact that it's MGK. Yeah. But 
he actually does it good. He like does it's, it it's fantastic. It's not man. like we're giving him a pass because he's a rapper trying to do pop punk. It's like just better than he knows the pop punk that's what out there he's today. doing, and he's a genuinely good musician. Bro. Yeah. He's a genuinely good artist. He's oh, great. Yeah. He's arguably one of the best. And I mean, people since the whole MGK Eminem feud, people have been like, "Ah, MGK's dead." I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, but yes. Well, if his rap Kill career is sh- dead, then please start a pop punk band, well, MGK. <laughs> that's the thing. His rap career isn't dead. Well, bro. it's not, but I'm just saying. People say Eminem crushed him. Eminem threw, and I'm not. I'll give him that. Eminem threw out a, a diss track that was phenomenal, yeah. and I mean, I'm sorry, I don't know how the whole rapper feud goes, but I think Eminem won that one. Plus, I mean, Eminem's just a legend. So. I know, but MGK yeah. is like, I think personally, me personally, I feel like MGK is just an all-around better artist than Eminem. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really like MGK's stuff either, but. The, my unpopular opinion is I just don't think Eminem's that great. I don't like his I, stuff. I mean, Eminem's early stuff is like arguably the best in the rap industry. See, you know? I just I don't like any of it really. But on that note, I I have always been a fan of MGK more than I have been of Eminem, and I think it's because of his diverse background and the way that he infuses different genres into his stuff. Yeah, he he's done. I feel like Eminem's just like. Throw me down a beat, and I'm just gonna rap a bunch of lyrics and rhymes, and you know I'm gonna pull out yeah, the dictionary. Yeah, and Eminem's definitely a lyrically dude, lyrically artist, but be- better, but artistically and you know musically, MGK wins that battle every time. Key evidence: He's releasing a pop punk album as a well-established rap artist. Yeah, and it's freaking phenomenal. It's better than half the pop punk music out there right now. I would say this might end up being the best pop punk album of the year definitely maybe i can i, I don't know all time low was really oh, yeah. good bro all that was low. that was fantastic i i just i don't i don't know why but in my mind i didn't have all time low as a pop punk album i had it more as like a like an alt rock album <laughs> but i mean it's pop well, they punk. went back to their pop punk roots they're they're, they're 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 good yeah absolutely but anyways we're gonna go on to the next one the newest one my ex's best friend featuring black bear I think I like Concert for Aliens more. I this do is too. still a good song. So far, Concert for Aliens is my favorite out of the three. Yeah. I like Bloody Valentine a whole lot though. I do too. I feel like So here's here's the thing. I hope that he re releases I think I'm okay. Not redo or anything, but just I hope he puts that track on the album. Because it fits. Because it fits and I want to hear it in the context of like an actual pop punk yes. album. Like, even if it's just, like, bonus track number 15 or whatever. Like, I just hope he... I know it was, like, a bonus track on his last album, right? Yeah. And it features Travis Barker. Yeah. I just... I hope he puts it on this album, too. And I usually hate when bands do that, but I feel like it would be okay in this context. (laughs) Because he's MGK and he can do whatever he wants. See... Black Bear just feels kind of out of place to me. Like it went from a pop punk song to a rap song real fast. Well, that's what I think the point of. MGK wanted to have rap without him being the one doing it. And he yeah. featured Black Bear and Black Bear hits that point, bro. But 
the other songs are straightforward pop punk with no rap, and I feel like that's what the whole album should be, honestly. But this is still a good song. I love it, dude. I like it. And that just, as I said, his his musically inclined self, the musical genius he has, that makes him just an all-around better artist than half the rappers out there nowadays. It's just great. Yeah. And he knows he's not... That's one of the things I hate. He has a producer that he works with that does part of the writing. A lot of bands and a lot of artists do that because it helps them and makes them better. Yeah. You know, just because somebody else writes a certain hook or something for for your album or whatever doesn't take away from your musical genuinity. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, even like that, going back to that podcast with Jim Atkins, he was talking to Mar- Mark Hoppus about how they were talking about a producer and their role as a producer is to bring the best out of the artists they're working exactly. with. Exactly. And there's, you know, Mark said it himself. Like there's a lot of stuff on the blink albums that wouldn't have turned out as good without the producer they worked with. Right. I got another bit of news for you, my friend. Let's hear it. Well, on the topic of <laughs> Black Bear and All Time Low and the oh, the yeah. newest album. There is an acoustic yes, version of the song. Yes, I listened to it once. I think. It is amazing. What they did was they are it was a thank you to the fans for helping get what I remember calling their best song on the album get to the top ten on the alternative airplay chart. And so they Interesting. did. Interesting, I didn't know that. Yeah, they did an acoustic rendition of it, and it is absolutely amazing. And we're gonna play it for you now because, dude, I absolutely love the song, and it is, I, it's phenomenal. And the acoustic version is like arguably better than the original. <clears throat> is there a video for it? Yep. Whoa. It's not really a video. It's just them playing. Well, yeah, but I didn't realize there was a visual for it. And again, dude's voice. He's like one of the best singers of all time. Yeah. Good old Alex Gasgarth. Hey, they're not all supposed to be in the same room. (laughs) I say as I live in a state where restaurants stayed open despite the governor's orders. Right. (laughs) I'm wondering why. Such a good song. Dude, the best song. I'm sorry, it's just got... All the elements I don't know if mixed it's the best one. song. No, it's the best one, bro. I don't know. It's the one that made it to the top ten. Because it featured a mainstream pop artist. It, it's just a great song. It's the best it song. It is a good song. It's not the best song. Oh, Black Bear's not actually in the acoustic no. version. I do like this better. <laughs> It's 
It's beautiful, dude. It's awesome. It's lovely. I love it. You know what I just realized? Actually, because I, I went back and listened to this album last week. Uh-huh. And then I realized the fact that we've only got a few months left in the year, and then it's like, we got to pick our top ten albums yeah, of the year. Yeah, we do. I feel like this year is going to be the easiest year of them all. Probably. Because there's not a whole lot that I listen to. Um, but, that being said, I'm pretty sure this album's going to end up somewhere pretty high on that list. Absolutely. I can tell you what's not going to end up high on that list. Your I'll talk about it for today. I'll talk about it here in a little bit. Neither is neck deep. I didn't even download that one. so good dude and they did they they did uh like acoustic renditions of like four of their other songs too really yeah um they did one of uh sleeping in oh glitter and crimson summer days so they did my favorite song yes they did acoustical you want to hear it yeah let's Let's hear it let's do it it's great it's fantastic Just vibing, bro. Absolutely, man. It's all time low, bro. And it's like the best album they've released in at least 10 years, so. (laughs) I don't know. Don't Panic was pretty dang good. That was 10 years ago, bro. Just about. 2012 slash 13. Said almost 10 years. True. You did say that. I just, we can never discredit Don't Panic. Absolutely not. Another weekend, but we like sleeping in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Dirty laundry. He just dropped like the most modern reference. I love it, Postmates. dude. Like the food we haven't le- service. We haven't left your place in days, man. Postmates. Dirty laundry. I just... It's weird when bands do that to me. Because, like, an all-time low record 10 years ago or so, you would have been like, what? What is that? But it just makes me wonder, in 10 years, is Postmates going to be so common that we're like, yeah! Or is it going to be like, Postmates? (laughs) That's like Facebook. It's obsolete. We have the Instagram of Postmates now. (laughs) Another night, another weekend. We don't sleep, but we like sleeping in. 
That is crazy to think. You know, like if you listen to like 80s and 90s songs that have references to the technology of the yeah. time. There are going to be kids 10, 15, 20 years from now that hear a song like this that references like Uber and Postmates and all that. And it's going to be like vintage to them. Yeah, they're going to be like, what? That's so weird. So weird to think about. <laughs> AirPods. I remember when I used to use headphones. Now we have the Elon Musk chip in our brain. <laughs> COVID-19. What was that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Triggered. Oh. Yeah. It's just 40 year old me. Like my, my kids like, dad, what was COVID-19? I'm like, ah! <laughs> anytime you hear 2020, it's just like P- PTSD. Just, yeah, bro. No, <laughs> no, no. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's great. Um, Part of, uh, again, part of my music news is not really music news, but it references a band who's big on music news, who I am actually reviewing today. So the music news of the band who's doing the news that doesn't relate to music at all is, yeah, so um, I'll save that for my review. But anyways, I think uh, we're doing mini reviews now. Yes, sir. I genuinely have no idea what you just said. Exactly. That's the perfect uh, chance to move on. All right. We're going music review or mini, mini, mini. Fuck, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. What have I done to myself? We're going to the reviews next, okay? <laughs> okay. The summer's almost over. Color quests in the night. Death is easy like I used to be. Easy like I like to. Easy like I like to. South State, the song Maybe Next Year. So good. They are out of a place on Midgard called Texas. Texas. Yes. With uh, their uh, buddies Des and Troy. Yeah, Des and Troy. And together they destroy. Yeah. It's time for the psychological uh, evaluation hour with dr brandon mm-hmm. i'm just kidding it's yes. mini review time <laughs> we got a couple of songs from a couple of albums for you i'll go first all right I'm a little sad take it away so a band i kind of like i used to really 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 like and then they kind of fell off and then they kind of came back up and they fell off and they're yeah you know it's a band they're a band we'll leave it at that okay broad b-a-n-d B-A-N-D band song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Broadside. Uh They're a good band. Uh Sometimes. Most Uh of the time. Uh They're an okay band. Uh All the time. Uh They released an album in 2015 called Old Bones. Uh Very, very good album. Uh They released an (laughs) album. I'm sorry. Throwing me off with them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Old bones. Old bones. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Anywho, then they released a pretty meh album called Paradise, I think, mm-hmm. in 
20 <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that was I was that was a, like an intentional to confirm that that was the, the name of the album there I'm that's sorry funny. that's I'll, awesome I'll, I'll, I'll stop anyway yes. <clears throat> yeah uh-huh. and then <laughs> <laughs> oh no my water hold on <laughs> Oh my and God. we're back. Oh, okay. I lost my water. I threw it in a fit of rage and it disappeared into the void and now it's back. You threw it into the raging sea. I see. I see what you did there. So, Broadside, for some reason, decided to put this album out instead of whatever they could have done. Called, as Zach so kindly mentioned, Into the Raging Sea. It's an okay album. It's not very exciting. I'll play the first song called The Raging Sea because I like this song. It's my favorite song on a the A whole album. lot. It is. I don't know if it's my favorite song. It's my favorite song. It's a little It's a little depressing, a little meh, like, it's a little melancholy, but I love it. It's It's one of the, the songs on the album that I can actually, like, feel. Yeah. Like, in here. And that's what genuinely makes it my favorite. Definitely. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I, I agree. It hits you right in the, the heartstrings. But I tried to approach this album from a more musical standpoint because as I've learned being a Broadside fan for five years, you're going to get one of two things from Mr. Oliver Baxter. The songs are either going to be like so depressing that you need to not pay attention to the lyrics to keep your mental health healthy. It is a very sad um, album. So it's either those super depressing songs or just like over the top like lovey-dovey songs, like too lovey-dovey. And so I tried to ignore the lyrics on this album for the most part, but this song does like hits you right in the feels. Yeah. And musically, I know this is your review, but just my opinion on the album because this was supposed to be our main album for this week. Yeah. But um, it it is a little lackluster, bro. Like it's it's lacking in certain elements that make it exciting. Yeah, this song, though, I felt like this was the direction the whole album was going to go. And then it Which didn't. would have been great because this, you know, uh, once upon a time he had described their new music as sounding like Circa Survive. Yeah. And this kind of gives me that, like, feel. Mm-hmm. But he was describing their album Paradise as that, which sounds nothing, nothing like, like Circa that Survive. Nope. And so, like, when they finally were going this direction, I was kind of excited. And then we got like two or three songs that sound like this on the yep. album. They released a song last year as part of a, they just did a dual single thing. And they released a song called King of Nothing, which is along the same lines as this. And it's a very, very good song. But then we got this album. Mm. I love how he goes to the yeah. like yell right there. That's. To me, that's what hit me. That's what made yeah, me feel the song. I was definitely. like, oh. Can I make it? It's the fucking point. Yeah. Yeah, there. <laughs> I like doing that purposely. Yeah. Oh. I like saying the words that they say before they say it. Oh, okay. Because it makes my fucking point. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Anyway, that's I, a good I, song. I just, I just, that, that was intentional. This, <laughs> even though this is a typical like pop punky song, this is another one of my favorites off of the album. Sha- not Foolish sh- Believer. Foolish Believer. I almost said Shallow Believer. Isn't that a Breaking Benjamin thing? I think so. <laughs> this song is just so dang catchy. I feel like the, the top four of the album is the peak of the album. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And the thing I like about this song and one of the other songs that I'm going to feature is the kind of synthy elements to it. Yeah. It's, it, I feel like that's a nice touch because, like, their first album was that, like, almost, like, hardcore, like, super yelly pop punk. And then the second album was just, like, a toned down version of that. So this is, like, a nice medium. Yeah. Good to see that. I just wanna be remembered. This is not my favorite song on the album, but it's dang close. This is so good. So catchy. Lyrically, it's a little more upbeat. You know, it's a little more of a like a dreamer's song instead of like a yeah. I wanna kill myself song. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to this song. Yeah. Cause like all I wanted to do in high school was be in a band and go yeah. on tour and stuff like that. And then kept with that throughout high school and a couple of years out of high school and it didn't go anywhere at all. A so. foolish believer. And musically, I like how the chorus dropped out yeah. right there for a second. That was a good dynamic. But that being be said, remembered. my main issue with this song, this album, is like you said, there's nothing unique or exciting about it. it just sound like for the most part it's just pop punk songs it's just the three chords with a cool little lead here and there and you know oliver baxter's beautiful voice singing over all of it and yeah this will go back to the mgk's pop punk album coming out but i mean it's like they try to do something different with it when they really shouldn't be because i feel like the songs would be better if they just kept them as genuine pop punk you know what i mean and i know i i complain about bands not being unique enough Mm. a lot of times but it 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 has to make sense and it has to be exciting and dynamic you know what i mean well and that's interesting because to me it's like they didn't try anything too spectacular on the album. Like they did try with a little bit of the synthy stuff and the, the more you know like like the intro song like but they like they barely dipped their toe in the different water and then the rest of it was just those three chords over and over. Yeah. Kind of thing. So it just nothing stood out and Oliver Baxter is a man, his voice sounds so good it's on great. this album. It's great. But even that, he didn't do anything too spectacular aside from like the scream on the first song. Yeah. You know? Exactly. This, however, might be my favorite song on the album. Heavenly. Okay. There's another one of the singles. I just, this song is like super catchy. I messed up. What? This isn't the song I wanted to play. Well, this is a good song. This is a really good song. We'll listen to this one a little bit and then I'll change it. Okay. But it's actually the track before is my favorite song. Oh, Nights Alone? Yeah. As I said, top four. The top four of the album. Is the best I just want to hear the, the chorus on this one because I do like this chorus a lot. I do like lot. the chorus too. See, and this is at least is, they went halftime instead yeah. of the, or cut time, I should say, instead of the 
like they're double time. They're chopping it a little bit. This is such a good song too, though. And then we'll just go back. No. This is my favorite song on the album. Just I kind of like the lyrics because it's not so depressing. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's a fun kind of like tongue-in-cheek song. And I mean, for him, it may be real life, but, you know, it's kind of fun. The concept of like, hey, I'm lonely. Let's mm-hmm. hang out. <laughs> you know? I just like the the groove to this song too. Kind of gives me like an uh like early days of We the Kings vibe. Yeah. Plus, in the chorus, he says, "Undressing to the radio." Yeah. Like, who writes a lyric like that in the chorus of a song? And I like that. Let's pretend we're not in love, so we can fall in love tonight. Yeah. That's an interesting. That's a creative line. It, it's creative, and it took me a little bit to like grasp what he said and how yeah. he was saying it. I was like, "Wait, what? That makes no sense." And then I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it. Good job." Anyway, since job. I accidentally played a song I didn't intend to. I'm going to skip over this. This may be my favorite song, but you get the idea of the song. It doesn't get much different from here. Yeah, definitely. One song that does kind of fit the mood that I expected the whole album to be, though, is Seasons. Which, not my favorite song by any stretch. I just wanted to highlight that there is another song besides the first track. That's That matches that kind of like darker, like slower vibe. And I like that little riff, that... I've just... I've gotten so... picky, I guess. Like, And maybe I'm not picky, maybe it's just... Like well, the dude, conversation been, we've had before, I'm getting been, old and my brain is too full of music. Well, it's not <laughs> only that, dude, but there's been quite a few albums that I've listened to this year that have just, like, hit me. And I'm just like, holy crap, that's freaking amazing. A beautiful place to drown. And then we get stuff like this, which is just kind of meh. I mean, it's not yeah. bad. It's not great, It's not though, as exciting. You yeah. know, and it doesn't, like hit me in a way that I'm just like, whoa, holy well, crap. And I don't, I don't mean to say this in like a snobby way, like, well, if we gave it the time of day, it must be something good. But it does say something for our personal taste if we even take the time to listen to an yeah. album. You know, because there are a lot of albums that came out that I'm just like, I don't care. I'm not even going to listen to it. And not that it's bad. It's just, I, I, didn't, I didn't care. I'm not interested. So... The fact that I took time to listen to this album means it was worth something to me. It just fell short, you know? Right, definitely. Anyway, that's all I got. I'm. This album will not be on my top ten at the end of the year. <clears throat> I may end up having one of these songs as like one of my favorite, Like, The Raging Sea, Foolish Believer... Nights Alone, those might end up being like some of my favorite songs of the year overall. Mm-hmm. But the album itself just... Yeah. 
Sorry, bro. And this is all about album reviews. I mean, it's not like we don't have... There's great songs on certain albums that we don't think are very great. But it's because we're grading an album as a whole, not an album based on two songs out of the album. Exactly. Sorry, Broadside. Good good try. A lot better than Paradise, but still, I'm old. I listen to a lot of stuff that's not like this anymore, so this kind of stuff has to really stick out. Definitely. Like our main topic today. Definitely, but uh, uh, beside that main topic, bro, my mini-review of the day, drum roll, please. In Heart's Wake... I slapped my water bottle for a symbol. <laughs> In Heart's Wake, bro, they just uh, completed the, the elemental cycle with the newest drop, Kaliuga. And oh my god, bro, oh my god. I have god. no idea what you just said. Oh my god. Kaliuga, well, what Cali- is that? Kaliuga. It's, um, I think they said they described it as being like a... A term for like destruction and oh, yeah and turmoil okay. and stuff which they based the album what off a perfect of. year to release something like that exactly they picked the perfect year to cover fire bro yeah but because the world's on fire i feel like they captured both elements of fire because fire is also a beautiful thing yeah it like can a passion yeah like a passion <laughs> yeah but hulk like raging fire. <laughs> yeah Exactly. Like that. <laughs> Thor like smoldering fire. Smoldering fire. Yeah, I almost said water. Because <laughs> at first, that's what he says, right? He's yeah. like, the, yeah, Hulk like fire. Thor like water. <laughs> oh, I think we're both like fire. Yeah, yeah but Hulk, Hulk like raging fire. <laughs> but yeah, Hulk they've like gone real fire. They've gone through the whole cycle. They did um, uh, Earthwalker, Skydancer. Um, they went with Ark, which is water. Yeah. Which was three years ago, mind you. It's yeah, been, it's been a while. It's been three years since we've heard new material from these guys. Um, but yeah, they completed the cycle, and dude, oh my god, they capture it perfectly. I'm going to show you some things. So and I guess you could say on their next album they're going to break the cycle? Sure, why not? Sorry. Continue. Okay, well, anyways, <laughs> I bad. love these guys. These guys have always been one of my favorite bands, especially when it when I'm when I'm in a breakdown mood, dude. Mm-hmm. Because these guys' breakdowns just kill every time. Um, part of the music news, which I was saying earlier, they actually for the release of this album, they they planted over a thousand trees. Oh, yes, that's got, pretty cool. They got together and they planted over a thousand trees. trees. <laughs> Dang it, man! Quit bringing the inside jokes. They don't understand, man. You guys are just gonna have to get inside our heads. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really cool. I thought that was really cool how they got together and did that because they are an environmentally friendly band and they're very, you know, earth environment core. Yeah, environment core, nature core, nature core, whatever you want to call it. But they're great, man. And Envi- they, environmental hardcore. They they went there you go. they went a a really cool direction with this album dude like that it's different for them but it still ties into their core of in heart's wake yeah but um the environment core you haven't listened to this yet have you not at all dude you're gonna love it um you like lincoln park right yes this has a lot of lincoln park vibes like old school lincoln park interesting yes bro i like it it's it's fantastic um I'm just gonna. You had me at park. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to uh, play one, two, three, four songs for you. 
Four songs off the album. Yeah, four through seven. The, the rest album, of the album is great, album. but four through seven, I feel like, gives you like a full rundown of what what the whole album's going to be. dab in the middle. Yes, sir. Starting with uh, Moving On. It's a great song. Great album. These guys are Australian or yes. New Zealand? Australian. They're from Down Under. Yes, sir. Which, of course, you know, Australia has been on fire, was on fire for a very long time. That's true. Another horrible thing that happened this year. I definitely get the Linkin Park inspiration. Yes. The uh, singer, the he's the bass player too, right? Yes. He has, I don't mean this in a bad way, but he's got one of the weirdest sounding voices I know, I've ever heard. It's very unique. I love it though. I feel like yeah, that's, I, what no, he's drew, a great that's what draws me into them too. Because the screamer, he's great, yeah. But he has a certain cadence with when he when he screams. Like yeah. you'll hear it. Like it's like in every In Hearts Wake album, he has a certain cadence he uses when he when he vocalizes. Yeah. But he did a a, a bunch of cool twisty things in this album, like a little bit of like a rap, twisty. but like a little bit of like slam poetry with the screaming. Huh. He did like a little bit of a speak scream, but without really yelling. Screaming. Waving my hands around. Yeah, something Talking like about the environment. Fire. We're from Australia. <laughs> Cynthia. Sorry. You know, I just have to point this out. Finn McKinty, the uh, punk rock NBA guy on YouTube, yeah. he pointed out how like a lot of metalcore bands these days, it's almost like they're trying to bring back new metal, but they're not really doing anything. At the anything. same time. Yeah, they're not really doing that exactly. And they're not really expanding on new metal so much as they're just bringing new metal into what they sound exactly. like. Exactly. I think that's cool. And this is... It, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Like, Wage War does it. I Prevail does it. These guys are doing it. It's interesting. I just, I think it's funny because I never really paid attention to that. And now it's like, wait, yeah. yeah. This song especially, bro. Yeah. This is like an Octane song with actual screaming. There you go. The thing about Finn McGin McKinty, he kind of hates this stuff. Yeah. He's like, I just don't like. Well, he's an that older not guy. Doing it. Yeah, he's, he's like. He's like in his. He's 30s, an old right? hardcore dude. Yeah. yeah. But he likes a lot of like. He really likes some. Um, 
like Cardi B and that kind of stuff. He's a very interesting dude. <laughs> yeah, he is. But I like he has a genuine uh, opinion on stuff. Though. Yeah, I like his opinion. Yeah, like he's he's very well educated in this type of stuff. So when he says something, I listen. Yeah. You know? Not that I always agree with him, but this I kind of agree with. I'm like, these bands aren't really doing anything to stand out because that's like his biggest critique is he's like sure they're bringing back some of that old school like new metal stuff but they're not really doing anything that's gonna push the genre forward i feel like they are dude if you listen to their previous stuff compared to this album dude this is really different and really innovative yeah well well i mean sonically it is literally moving in a different direction it's literally moving forward This is what I love about In Heart's Wake, bro. See, like, I could hear this in a corn song. So it's like, like I said, it's like literally different from what they were doing before. It literally is moving this sound forward. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was cool. That was really cool. But I think kind of the point he made, which I agree with, would be that they just dress like normal dudes. And like all the new metal bands had like the dyed hair yeah. and the dyed beards. And they were doing like these weird right. styles. And these are just dudes in leather jackets that play music that sounds kind of like corn. And Linkin Park, you know? And I kind of agree. Like, there's nothing exciting from that aspect. Like, there's just kids from your hometown playing this kind of music or kids from Australia playing this kind of music. But I also kind of hate that fashion plays such a big deal. Yeah, I feel like well, it Like, shouldn't. with my favorite type of music, like My Chemical Romance, half of why they got so big was because of the way they dress. Yeah. Fallout Boy, even, half the reason they got so big was because Pete Wentz dressed just like that, too. Yeah. And I hate that. I hate it. Like, style is important, but it shouldn't be that big of a factor. Because I feel like these bands should be huge. This is probably my favorite song off the album, bro. This is just so good. It's catchy. It's, like, it's modern. Freaking love that, dude. See what I mean by the screamers doing like that little rap like speed yeah. thing, but he's screaming at the same time, but it's not a scream, but it sounds like a scream. You know, when he does his voice like that, it makes me think just a little bit of like Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> uh, Maybe that's why I like it so much. Yeah. I don't know. I love this though, dude. Uh, it, this is probably going to be in my top 10 of the year. Nice. It's so good, dude. I'm definitely... I haven't found anything I dislike about it, that's for sure. I just like that... It's like arena rock without being arena rock. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing, too, is like... When you... Like I said, I never even really thought about it, but Wage War kind of sounds like this now. Yeah. I Prevail sounds like this. Like, it is its own thing now, which is crazy. And there's probably other bands that I'm not thinking of. 
But then you got bands like Bring Me the Horizon and Bless the Fall who like took it in their own directions, which I would say that they're similar. Bless the Fall and Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. Just Bless the Fall did a different. They did thing a different with it. take on it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring Me the Horizon leaned way heavy into like the electronic part of it, and Bless the Fall just kind of dropped some of the heavier parts and then added a little more of that like atmospheric see there needs to be a turntable right there then it'll be Lincoln Park for sure I'm the son of a witch you failed to burn Love that, dude. Who does that in breakdowns? Yeah. This is one of those breakdowns I could just picture like the guitar player doing like a... <laughs> just like stomping with it. And that hook, bro. Yeah. That chorus, dude. I freaking love that. There was a band. There's a band I've been trying to think of that I feel like kind of did this style before any of these bands like went to it. Uh-huh. And I finally thought of who it was, Siler. Oh yeah, I totally forgot they were a thing. Yeah. Man. They just that one album had a couple of good songs and then uh, who cares anymore? Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. I feel like In Hearts Wake has found it. Yeah, well yeah, I think this is a massive improvement on what Siler started. Because they did not they did not completely drop their sound. Yeah. Well, same with Wage War. Like, it's still Wage War. Okay. But they're in this direction. Have you ever heard of Georgia Flood? Because I haven't. Oh, is that an artist? Never, ever have I heard that. Now I'm going to look it up. I absolutely love this song, though, bro. Not Florida Georgia line. That would be really weird. Georgia flood. Not sure if that's her on the cover of that single, but she's got two songs on Apple Music. interesting see what i mean by he's doing this like weird like slam poetry speak scream thing yeah that's so cool that's so unique and you know kind of going back to the comparison to siler like i I like that better than the you know because siler the dude just like straight up rap yeah and it was kind of like off-putting i feel like if he would have done something more like that it would have fit better yeah well this is her Got a really nice voice.
I love that, dude. Yeah. That was nice. She's got a big feature in this song. Yeah, dude. I'm. This is basically her song, bro. Yeah. I like that too. That is cool sounding. I wonder if her music sounds like this with like the uh, kind of ambiance. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Dude, no kidding. This is like her song. Yeah. And Screamer for this band is probably just like throwing his mic on the ground like, I got nothing to do. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to break dance in the background. Yeah, man, there you go. Crossroads featuring Georgia Flood. And there, all the songs are great on it. I can play more, but I know we, we got to move on to our main segment. I'm so very excited about I'm this I'm excited part. as hell, man. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hold me closer. The summer's almost over. Texas. Yes, yes. They're so good. Really good, dude. I love that. I don't like, know. I, genre aside, bro, that is just fantastic music right there. It really is. You know, and if it wasn't for uh, Sam's previous band, Downtown City Radio, my band that I used to be in would not have found a place to go record our EP that's never been released and never will be. Right. Because uh, they recorded with the same guy, and, and hooked you up, kind of, yeah, kind of bonded over that. So that was cool. Nice. Yeah. So thank you for that. That was a great experience recording. Though my dream is not to be in a band anymore. It was kind of living the dream at the moment. It was fun being in a band. You learn a lot great. of stuff. Yeah. And maybe I mean, who knows? You. It, it, Dreams can come and go. I mean, you could be in your 30s and still be in a band, man. I yeah. Mean, maybe maybe it'll happen again someday. But well, I mean, I'm I'm living my dream now, 
uh, playing in a more stable musical situation yeah. at church. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe something opportunities will arise and might be able to start something up later on. But... Or just become a DJ at emo night like everyone else, you know. <laughs> Whatever. I feel like I could do that pretty well. Oh, yeah. I could I could make a little cash and, you know, drink beer and hit play on some sad songs. Yeah. Well, all right. Anyways, all right. We've we got go. an Get album. ready for this guy. Here this he album. comes. <laughs> that was the lamest drum roll built. <laughs> slaves. <laughs> We're talking about Slaves. The band, not the indentured servants. Right. Of old. Yes. We, I don't know if that was an insensitive joke, but I was thinking more like, you know, biblical slaves. But either way, you know, whatever. Um. There's a lot to be said about this band. Yes. This band was started by one of my favorite singers of all time. I'm sure one of your favorite artists, Mr. Johnny. Johnny who? Bro? Johnny Craig. Johnny who? Johnny bro? Craig Owens. Johnny who? Johnny bro? Craig Mabbitt. No, 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 no. Johnny who? Because this album is so good, bro. Oh, yeah, Johnny's not on this album. No, man. But there's so much history behind the band is what I'm saying. Yeah, still, I I feel like we've covered enough of that. We need to cover the fact that this new guy is freaking phenomenal, dude. Oh, my God. I want to preface this album, though. Here's here's what I want to say. I don't like the first two Slaves albums. I don't either. I feel like they don't mesh well. It's like... Johnny and Emerosa, the first album was pretty intense, yeah. considering, but that's one of my favorite albums of all time. That is such well-written music, and he compliments it really well. Slaves is literally the first two albums like, and Johnny going, yeah, and it just doesn't work for me. There's a couple of okay songs in those, but Slaves, you know, they really hit their stride with uh, Beautiful Death. Mm-hmm. And thank God we got Johnny on at least one last like proper post-hardcore Agreed. album. Agreed. And I feel like I feel a really weird resemblance to Senses Fail when I hear Slaves for some reason. It's not even actually a thing, probably. It's probably just in my head. But especially the like the guitar work on Beautiful Death and a little bit on this album. Yes. But that being said, Johnny Who? Yeah. Because this album I think I might still like Beautiful Death musically more. I don't. But I want to I hear... love Beautiful Death, bro. But Two Better Days, man, Jesus, man. Musically, lyrically, I it's relate good. to it on so many levels. It's exciting music. It's, it's grand in the scheme of the genre. Genre aside, it's great music. I mean, what what else can we say? Let's play it, bro. Let's I, go. I just I want to hear this guy. I want them to redo a beautiful death with, with him. Matt McAndrews. Agreed. Singing. The same way that uh, Crown the Empire redid uh, the EP with uh, yeah with uh, this dude David Escamilla when he was part of the band. That was David really cool. Escamilla. David Escamilla. Anyway, yeah, no, <laughs> Matt McAndrew, contestant on The Voice, turned front man of the band who will no longer be called slaves after this album yes i'm really curious to hear what they sound like after this i hope they but, sound similar yeah i like just change the name keep the sound because this is fantastic this I is what post hardcore in 2020 should sound like agreed let's go let's kick it off they got the proper intro track which is a staple in like post hardcore 
this is this album starts out better than I expected, dude. Because you know I don't like intro tracks unless they're done very very well, and this uh, uh, gives me gives me the the chills, my hair standing up on the back of my neck. Hmm. It's just a proper intro, bro, that flows into the opening song, man. Freaking love that so much. That's like one of the catchiest riffs I've ever heard in my life. And it's like a just a vocal effect, yeah. which is so crazy. I love this. I love it. I love it. Ready? One, two, three, four. Mm. Oh I like how God. it pauses instead of just going directly into it. Yeah. Dude. That's what gets me, man. That's what hit me hard. I was like, yeah, it gives this it is, that. I was like, this is going to go right into it. And then it stopped. And I was like, it and then it, it hit. Bounce. And I was yeah. like, oh, yes. Yes. Prayers. The first proper song on the album. Why are you going to a party that way? Mm. Oh my gosh. This is easily one of my favorite songs on the whole album. Absolutely, dude. I, I, I can't even... This album's so good, I can't even give you a proper t- list of my favorite songs, dude. The album's my favorite song, bro. nothing's wrong in a place you don't belong. Oh my god, I just... It just makes you want to dance. It's so freaking good. And I mean, the instrumentation is all this, basically the same as it was on Beautiful Death, bro. There's a there's a little less of like the cool lead stuff and a little more of like the like top string, like ba na 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 na. That's but it's maybe it's, my only complaint. It's masked by the ambient electronic features, though. True. I feel like the electronics make up for the lack of that's like, what I'm lead saying. stuff. If you can properly yeah. take an electronic sound and make it the lead part, then you've got a successful yeah. successful instrumentation, bro. No, you're not. This guy is phenomenal. You can act like nothing's wrong. And I mean, it goes to his benefit that he was on The Voice, and yeah. he probably learned a whole lot from being on that show, oh, yeah. dude. Whose whose team was he on on that? Wasn't he on Adam Levine's team? I I imagine he was. I would just assume so. Yeah. It's crazy how like a guy like this who is basically like basically nobody, and he gets on the Voice, and then he becomes the singer for a band like this, and then you've got Cassidy Pope who is already in a band like yeah. this, and then she becomes like this mega country star. Yeah, man, it's, it's like crazy. It's crazy, man. Hey, did you know that the the uh, Backup vocalist for Artist vs. Poet was on it the same year that Cassidy Pope was. Yep. And uh, they came out with a couple of albums after that. Mm-hmm. He didn't win, but it was just, it was really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. I liked that. And that's, it's crazy because, you know, back when like Hey Monday was big and Artist vs. Poet and all that, that's the only time I ever watched American Idol uh-huh. because there were a couple of contestants that I thought were interesting yeah. because I had heard like some of their stuff on YouTube or whatever. And I'd always thought, like, 
there needs to be someone who represents like this side of music exactly. on there. Exactly. And you know, they had like Colton Dixon who did like Paramore and Fallout Boy songs and stuff, but he went on to be like this big Christian artist, which is cool. He's a great artist. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just like we need more guys like the guy who was bold enough to scream a Silverstein song in the audition. Mm-hmm. This. I think this is my favorite song on the album. There's something to these songs that just, they have a swing to them. Like, it's got a good, like, rhythm. All you, of the songs, you know, his voice matches the rhythm so well. I was going to save this comment for later on, because there's a song that just really like screams this to me no but dude this is like genuine like pop music yeah like definitely post hardcore background aside and stylistically instrumentally wise yeah this is pop music to its core this reminds me of like late 90s early 2000s pop music definitely it's super poppy i love it man and there's something about it's like heavy pop music. Yes. There's something about that that I'm just like, dude, yes. Give, yeah. me, give me more, man. Like, uh, the the soundtrack for the very first Pokemon movie. Those types of pop songs. You know, I don't remember the soundtrack for Pokemon. I was more of a Digimon kid. I, I remember that soundtrack. There was like less than Jake and... All these ska yeah, bands it was on like, there. It was like bare naked ladies. Yeah, it was like totally off the wall. It was weird. And they had like the uh, the orchestral music pieces yeah. behind it. But uh, yeah, the first Pokemon movie had a bunch of like really hot pop songs on it, dude. Okay. And it just like this, the sound that's I'm getting from this reminds me of that. And it takes yeah. me back to a, a place that I was at when I was a, a child listening to that type of music. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. This is my favorite song, though. I just... I like the uh, imagery of, like, a witch hunt. Yeah. Like, because all of these songs... All of these songs are about, like, that girl betrayed me. Yeah. But I like the witch hunt imagery because it's like oh you're coming after me now. yeah you know which is something you don't hear a lot of definitely you know it's always more like if i can't have you nobody can i'm gonna do a bunch of drugs now but this is more like oh oh you think i'm the bad guy you know it's just a it's a cool cool concept for a song Freaking love that. Mm-hmm. It's such a good hook. And yet another one of my favorite songs. Talk to a friend. I love this song, dude. This This song is very relatable to me. I like the uh, lyrics to this song a lot. You know, the idea of, like, self-deprecation, which is a recurring theme on this album. Like, he, this guy really talks down on himself a lot, (laughs) which is a little sad because he's a phenomenal artist and he shouldn't be so down on himself. But yeah, I like it. Like, the concept of this song, like, I wouldn't talk to a friend the way I talk to myself. Like, that's, it makes you think, you know, like, when you are tearing yourself down, like, I wouldn't say this to anybody else. Why would I talk about myself this way, Uh you know? So it's, 
even though it's kind of airs towards the negative, it's like makes you think, kind of makes you realize like some of the habits we as humans have. Yeah. I love that. The voice in my head really needs some help. Yeah. One of the things about this album, you know, back to your kind of pop comment, I feel like this would have fit in pretty well in like that neon era. Yeah. You know, like it's Absolutely. it's just as poppy as like the cab and artist versus poet and yeah. stuff like that, just on the more Heavy aggressive side. side. Yeah. You know, so I feel like if this album came out in 2008, 2009, this would have been a band that was up there with like a Skylit Drive and those kind of bands. Yeah. Because, you know, they were like the neon post-hardcore at the mm-hmm. time, you know? So, for some reason, this this album just really gives me, like, those kind of late 2000s vibes. Maybe because it's, you know, associated with Johnny Craig and that was his heyday, but, you know. Either way, man, it's just, it's fantastic music. I love it. It is definitely in my top ten. Of the year. Definitely. I, I can't rank it right now because I haven't actually gone through and listened to my top albums like back to back to back to yeah. like, rank them yet, but it's up there, dude. It's definitely going to be in the top 10 for sure. Like, I, I listen to this album from like start to finish and I'm just like, oh my god, this is beautiful. It is. This is amazing. I do have some complaints about the album, but I'll wait till they come up naturally. Definitely. I feel like I'm a lot easier to please than you because I feel like you <laughs> always have a lot more complaints than I do. Except for Boston Manor. Yeah, that one just... I. That's Jake. just because you, you, you've always been a fan of them and I've never been too big on them. Th- that's exactly why that one happened. True. Very true. But I'm glad that one did happen. I'm gonna need some help. I want to meet this guy. You know what he I... He seems w- like a fun person to be around. He's yeah. really, really cheery and happy all the time. Definitely. (laughs) But no, what I love about him compared to Johnny's styling, and I I hate having to be the guy that compares the two, but I mean... You have to. I mean, this is... He doesn't go overboard with the way that he sings, the way that Johnny does. Yeah, like he 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 doesn't try to show off. He gives it enough of what it needs and not too much over-the-top stuff. This is kind of a weaker song, in my opinion. It is a weaker song, but the lyrics are strong. The lyrics are strong. Yeah. Okay, this, I mean, I guess this is a good time to bring up one of my complaints. As I mentioned, all of his songs are kind of centric to one theme for the most part. Like, I'm a piece of crap. People hurt me all the time. Let's, let's cry about it for an album. Which, I get it. That's just a, you know, that's the definition of like emo music, I guess. But. Absolutely is. I just, I feel like. I can't get enough of that, man. I love that. You can never, you can never give me enough of that. I like it if the song speaks to me, kind of like the last couple did. But this, there's just something, maybe I just don't, didn't dive deep enough into the lyrics, but I'm like, yeah, this is just kind of whiny, you know? I also feel like in his case, he kind of has to pull something like that out as far as lyric-wise goes. And I don't even know if he's responsible for the lyrics. He I, might I be. feel like he probably is. Because there's a lot of bands out there that the, the, the singer, doesn't the singer write the does lyrics. not yeah. write the lyrics. So. Well, and if... 
that makes it even worse in my opinion though because this guy's never got to get this kind of stuff out because this is his first band yeah so if one of the other guys is writing these lyrics i'm like you've had a whole but, like felipe, the lead guitar player felipe sanchez uh-huh i hope i pronounced that right felipe he was in broadway oh wow yeah like way back in the oh, day oh yeah i remember like broadway bro. 11 years ago when that first album came out and so this that dude's been around the block enough times that if he has anything to do with these lyrics i'm just disgusted <laughs> you know like you you should have got all that out when you were a teenager Anyways, but yeah but, on yeah. that note if he is the, responsible for the lyricism i feel like this this is a good way for him to a you know get it out because he hasn't been able to yeah two it's a great way to establish himself as the new lead singer and the new face of Slaves. Yeah. You know what He's I mean? He's like, so you're going to get to know me really well because here's some very personal lyrics. Exactly. Which, in, on on that front, I do really like that because this dude you know he is he's being genuine yeah he's put his heart on his sleeve and this is the first album he's ever been on exactly you know so it's kind of it's kind of scary to do that for the first time but it's great i love it like i feel like it's easier for someone like johnny craig who's just well known like he could say whatever he wants and people aren't gonna be like oh my god he'll write a song like i abuse women and do drugs and we're like we know know? but if this guy does it you're like whoa And lyrically, these—I mean, these are creative lyrics. I definitely give the song that. It's just not the strongest song on the album. And on the front, that you know, true love's blind. Johnny Craig would have been like, true love's blind. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, oh man, he's giving it just enough. But Johnny's lyrics would have been more douchey. <laughs> this is a great song. I do have to point out again, this band has reminded me of Census Fail for such a long time, and they literally have a song with the same name as a Census Fail song. That's cool. Except this is Barry a lie. Census Fails is buried a lie, past tense, but. And they're a bass player, the bass player for Slaves, uh, Colin something or other. He looks like Buddy Nielsen to me. He's like a younger, like more cleaned up version of Buddy Nielsen. Okay. So there's like a lot of Census Fail comparisons here. I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe they're influenced by him oh i'm sure but that i may maybe i'm the only human who gets that but like the that lead riff I, on i'd rather see your star explode yeah i feel like that's a census fail song like i feel like that could be anyway yeah i love the lyrics of this song mm-hmm. And there's where you get the nice, like, lead. Yeah. While the whole... You got the nice, pretty, ambient background lead going on. Yeah. And this is... That riff is so cool, too. Oh, dude, yes. I love Slave's riffs, bro. This is like a very bouncy riff. And again, it goes back to that rhythm. They've Uh just... This guy, his vocal, like his vocal rhythms, like the way he sings his lines, it just... It flows so yeah, naturally. Just, and you so, want to groove to the so song. So fluidly, dude. It's like yeah. awesome. See, and... 
this is uh, kind of the direction I feel Bless the Fall has been going in, yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. And I really wish I could hear something from Bless the Fall about what the hell they're up to. They're, they're broken up. They're done. That's you my theory. You don't know that. I hope not. You don't know that. Uh, sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. Nobody knows that. You shut the hell up. They could be pulling what Chunk No Captain Chunk pulled. You know what I mean? Where they're... They basically go on hiatus for like three, almost four That's years. That's very unhealthy for a band at their level, though. Chunk, no one cared about. Bless the Fall is like huge. You know, though, as long as those guys went on to make great music and other projects, I would be okay with Bless the Fall breaking up. I would too, but not until but I officially if, know something. Yeah. But only if they made great music and other projects. Like if Bo went back to a Take the Crown type band yeah. and Eric was in a band kind of like this, I'd be happy. Yeah. Or, you know, they just stay together and make music like this. <laughs> or Elliot getting with Craig Owens to do drugs. That's going to happen. <laughs> or no, Matt. Well, no, he's not going to tour anymore. He's got a baby. And just just to iterate for the people that don't know, drugs is a band. <laughs> it is a super group. And a thing that Johnny Craig is in love with. <laughs> this, another one, of my, the very first song the they released. The very first song they guy, released. Still one of my favorites. Absolutely. This, is, this song it. literally is about drug abuse. Uh huh. Which is interesting. The guitar, though. Yeah. Now, this is like some Circus Survive. Almost like type stuff. Just with uh, less whiny and angsty vocals. Great. I like it with him a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against Anthony Green, oh, I love man. Anthony but I, Green, I, I, Anthony Green's a saint. His voice gets annoying to me, dude. You shut your mouth. No, I won't. Because it needs to be said. Anthony Green's voice gets very annoying very quickly. Never. It does. No. In the old Seosin, not so much. In more recent Circus Survive stuff, dude, it's just like so gross. Especially in the new Seosin album. That's a great... That's like his best vocal performance ever. It gets so annoying. It's okay to be wrong. Just stating. It needs to be <laughs> said. Uh, I guess. Whatever. You keep your opinions over I like, there in I like radical it, left I like land. Anthony Green, but dude, it just gets an, it gets irritating to me after a while. I can't stand the sound of his voice after a while. You know whose voice doesn't get annoying? This guy. Matt McAndrew. I feel like that's a made-up name. <laughs> that sounds so fake. It's like, what's your name, kid? Uh, Matt. Matt, Matt McAndrew. <laughs> like, really? That's like a fake ID name. That's like McLovin. <laughs> oh, God. I'm feeling heavy. Mm. These are some beautiful lyrics. Yes. It's weird how, like, the saddest songs tend to be the most beautifully written. I can never get enough of sad songs, bro. Give me all the sad songs you want. I love them. I relate to them. It, it's amazing. I love it. Me too. I feel like, and this is one of the complaints I have about this album a little bit, I feel like there is a line where you cross where you're just kind of self-indulging and like, yeah, I'm sad. That's who I am. And it's like, 
at some point you have to get over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and, maybe maybe this album is his way of kind of overcoming that. Right, and right. And maybe the next album they pr- they make with him will be a little bit yeah. along the lines of more life experience stuff, rather than being sad and, and down I, on yourself. And I can all see the that, time. but like at, for me personally, as the individual listening, I can only take so many of these songs before I'm like. I got it. Like I'm not sad, but I'm listening to this song, and now I'm like remembering things that make me sad, and I'm like wallowing in for the sake of wallowing. You know what I mean? I love it. I mean, I am. I'm just. I'm just in a really awkward predicament this year. So I mean, that's fair. Sad, sad songs are really on me right now because I've thought a lot about this kind of stuff like throughout the year. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, and it's, I, I it's recent you. on the brain. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it speaks to like something you're currently feeling, that's that's totally cool. I just this song. I don't like this song. I absolutely. Love I mean, this it song. is. I mean, I like this song. It's great. It's a really pretty song. I'm in an awkward place where I don't like sentimental songs like this. I love this song, bro. It's like this is this is the '90s pop that I was telling you about right here. I can definitely see that. Yeah, that's definitely like a... Like a old Christina Aguilera type song, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is definitely what would have been playing on the radio when I was nine years old. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love this though, bro. This gives me chills. It is a very beautifully written song and it's beautiful and it's such a dynamic compared to what we've heard so far on the album that when it hits it just catches your attention immediately yeah you're just like oh yeah i'm so glad they have an actual acoustic song it showcases a different side of the band showcases a different side of his voice man it's i love it i absolutely love it now in my defense I was a little bit tipsy the first time I heard this song. So I was a little drunk. I was jamming out the slaves. And then I heard the start of this song and I was just like, ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, anyways. (laughs) You're just doing a little jab. I absolutely love this song, dude. Footprints, by the way. See, I love this song. But it's making me, uh, even right now, I'm like, turn it off. It's also very jarring lyrically because the song's almost more like a positive song. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love it. I mean, it's great. Thank, thank God. But <laughs> I'm like, so you, you gotta be singing about a different person, right? Because the rest of this album's pretty spiteful. He's like, there is some light in my life right now. Come yeah. on, man. Let me get this out. I was on the Voice, you know. <laughs> That's a pretty big highlight. You're awfully sad for someone who had exposure on national television. <laughs> it's not always a good thing, though. Oh, yeah. We always hear about celebrities being, like, the most depressed people. Such a nice song. 
And I feel like this is good for him because his whole shtick was to be a, like a solo artist and yeah. make like songs like, like that. that. This song is great. It is a good song. Great follow-up to the previous one. It's a good song. It's not as exciting as I had hoped because it was one of the singles they released before the album finally dropped. See, I only listened to Heavier and Prayers. Oh, well, I didn't listen to this before the album, but I knew it was one that they released ahead of time. So I expected it to be more exciting, I guess. It's a great song. Don't get me wrong. There's not a bad song on the album, but... And so the only, the only other real complaint I have, and I'll give it a pass because this is his first album that he's ever written, the songs structure-wise are so formulaic. Yeah. Like every single song is structured exactly the same. Like I found myself listening to this album and I could tell you where the song was going before it finished. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we're on the bridge now because I heard the second verse and it's like, Oh, guess what? The bridge is going back into the chorus. Like, it's just, and I get it. Like I said, it's his first album. I'll give him a pass. What he does from here needs to be a little more creative, I think. I'm sure it will be. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, absolutely sure it will be. Because even Slaves, the band themselves, they're going to have to try and find a different, you know, a way to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I wonder what's I feel like gonna happen. I feel like they've done over the course of them being a band, anyways. Yeah. Well. And to be fair, Beautiful Death and this album are basically like a completely different band. Mm-hmm. Since Johnny was like the only one left after all the drama. Yeah. Except I think maybe Colin, the bass player, I think he might have been in the heavier version of Slaves, like towards the tail end. But e- either way, like, I feel like. It's good that they're starting over with a new name, but I hope they don't shy away from this. Yes, because style. this is beautiful. I love this. I don't think there's enough of this type of music out right now. Yeah, definitely. There needs to be more. This could like appeal to the to the popular crowds. Yeah. As well as to the underground scene crowds as well. You know what I mean? And it's just, just accessible enough that they've been played on Octane. Exactly. Which I I don't imagine a lot of people who listen to most of the bands on Octane are going to like this, but you know. I like how they have a lot of that, like the outro stuff yeah. at the end of their songs. Again, formulaic, though. I love it. <laughs> it's great. I like it. I just wish it wasn't in every song. I don't care that it's in every song. This is a good song, too. Mm-hmm. Wasting My Youth. This might have one of my favorite lines in the whole album. And I love this, like, rhythm. Possibly my favorite line in the whole 
album. Let me be an animal unbridled by the words you speak. Mm -hmm. We tied the knot, but you were tying a noose. Yeah. That's heavy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's deep. I also like how this guy came kind of pre-packaged and ready to be in a band like this. Yeah. Because he was, like, covered in tattoos already. Yeah. Which is why I was really surprised on the lead singer syndrome interview when he said he didn't really listen to this kind of music. Yeah. I was like, so you, like, listen to pop music and you look like that? Like, that what? <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's definitely cool. But it's like, you don't see a lot of people who are just, like, super passionate about R&B, like, getting all these punk tattoos head to toe it's like whoa Ooh, that's a good line too mm -hmm. how would I know if you've been telling the truth this it's like a little reprieve yeah my only complaint is i like this so much i wish it was a full song yeah agreed like when it stopped i was like oh yeah me on. too but it flows into the next song yeah. really nicely it, 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 it works <laughs> I like this song a whole lot too. This is on the more uh, pop punky side. For yeah, them. it's definitely a change of pace. Yeah, all the songs are pretty like slow and melodic. This has a lot of energy to it. Mm 
And musically, this is probably my favorite chorus on the album. Yeah. And maybe even vocal, like, it just overall, I think, is the best written chorus. Not my favorite song overall, but... I said, I couldn't give you a favorite song, bro. They're all so good. I can't, I, I can't. I absolutely cannot give you a favorite song off this album. For now, I'm saying Witch Hunt, because I repeated that song more than any other... <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then, what a nice surprise. I, I know I'm not the only one who thinks like this, but I saw a song called Secrets and I was like, how generic is this going to be? And it's like... The least generic. Yeah, like, <laughs> like everybody talks about. Oh, secrets! You capture secrets. Everybody, uh-huh. like, you gotta have a song called Secrets or the Secret Something or these right. secrets or my secrets or the Secret Bunghole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh man, it's just. I was like, oh great, here we go. And then I heard this song and I was like, ooh, oh, this is a secret gem on the album. lyricism is just phenomenal dude you know this song reminds me of Paris like some of the more upbeat Paris songs I could see that which I really like that I don't I haven't really listened to Paris too much man but yeah I can definitely see it I'm about to have to listen to them when their album finally drops. Right. <laughs> well, we got Point North, which is similar in that aspect as well, coming yep. out later this month. Oh, Point North will be like the main topic. Absolutely. I'll, I'll do a mini review on Paris. We'll see. We'll see. It may end up being a broadside situation. <laughs> you know what really kills me? The fact that the more I listen to stuff like this, the more I realize how much I actually really like pop music. Doesn't bother me. I love pop music. I don't care. I like how it stops suddenly like yeah. that, too. This is up there. This is one of the best songs on the album. final track mm-hmm. like I do it's weird how this starts with acoustic I know I love it though it's a little bit more dynamic it's a little jarring I love it but it's cool this lyrically is my favorite song on the album as I said bro I, it's all so good I can't like I can't I cannot give you my favorite song. I can't give no. you my favorite song lyrically, my favorite song musically, my favorite song vocally. It, it, anything favorite 
the whole album is fantastic enough for me to just be like, I like it all, bro. I love it all. It's amazing. It's great. Can I pull up the lyrics? I want to pull up the lyrics on this. Anyway, I like I like these lyrics. As much as I complained about the negativity, I love how just like blatantly this is like I, I hate myself. Yeah. No one <laughs> fucks with me like I do, like, man. I mess with myself just because. There's a lyric in here somewhere that's like Sticks and Stones won't kill, kill a masochist. masochist. Yep. I love that, There's, dude. Yeah. I I shove Throw another I, low blow in the mix. I, I feel, I feel like I'm gonna say it wrong, but it's like, he said something like, "I shove another, or I shove my own knife in me just to add a twist." Yep. I'm like another low blow. <laughs> yep. Like whoa, that's just, I like it. I don't know. It speaks to me. I'm like, how many times do we like do kick that ourselves, to ourselves? Kick yeah. ourselves when we're down. Yeah. Like you know what? Things aren't bad enough. Let's let's do something else. I'm like. Dude, I'm constantly beating myself yeah. up, man. Always. It's crazy just... Again, like... I applaud him for being so bold and honest when this is the first album he's ever written. I like that, too. Kind of how he, like, takes that concept of like well i beat myself up so you can't hurt me yeah like he uses it almost as like a defense i love that though man like i don't hear enough of songs like that yeah honestly this is probably one of the first albums i've actually heard the concept talked about so openly and so blatantly yeah you know what Which, I mean? of course that's obviously not the right approach to go about life but i mean we do it it's nice to be honest about it you know I related to it like from the the moment I heard it, dude. Like it's just one of those things. Like maybe in a few songs, here and there, uh, there'll be like a a a line or something thrown into a song that's yeah. not really talking about it so openly. But it's like, well, it relates to what they are trying to say. But it's just like so out in the open with lyrics, so like deep and genuine about that topic it's just like damn man i yeah. relate to that tremendously like, yeah like i i i feel better now that i'm unemployed because i was beating myself up over the fact that why do i keep dealing with this job that i absolutely hate right that i have to get myself mentally prepared to be pissed off <laughs> to go into what kind of that's not healthy bro yeah you definitely. have to mentally put yourself in a state of mind that makes you pissed off and angry yeah. just to go to work yeah, that's not good. And then when you get off, you have to, like, relax down from that pissed-off state so you're still kind of angry, and then, like, you, you wake back up and you have to do it all over again. If you're having a great day, bro, you pull up to work and you're like... I I know the feeling. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know the feeling. But, yeah, I, I, I quit because I was tired of that, and I feel yeah. a lot better. Granted, 
I'm in a different state of mind now that I'm like, holy crap, now I need to find a job. Yeah, like, <laughs> but no, I mean, I've got stuff lined up. But, you know, seriously, that I was basically doing that kind of crap. Like, yeah. I'm beating myself up when I shouldn't be. There's no reason for this. Anyways, oh, yeah. great album. So good. F- freaking fantastic. Two Better Days by Slaves. Who knows what they're going to be called next? Who knows what they're going to sound like next? We'll keep but you this updated. Was a great, this was a great final Slaves album. Absolutely. And a great first Matt McLovin album. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's about it for this week, huh? That's all we got. Be sure to check out South State. Be on the lookout for their cover of Just Like Heaven by The Cure coming out for the compilation A Punk Day at the Theater. It'll be out August 28th. And you can stream their EP now titled Songs That Unequivocally Make Me Think of You. Nice. I had to breathe for a minute because it's a long title. It is a long title (laughs) and it's a mouthful. Oh, yeah. Either way, this has been Zach. And Brandon. And this has been the Awesome Mix Podcast. Enjoy this song by South State called Molly. Yes, it is fantastic. I hope you love it as much as us. See you later, guys. Thanks for tuning in. you